And the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. A rainy Friday. Nice, though. Kind of feels good, except for my wet shoe. (laughs) Of course, today I didn't plan a raining outfit, but... uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. Although I have to say, I didn't realize just how raining it was until I went outside in my open toe leather shoes. And <laughs> anyway, having said that, I've got great scoop du jour, I have to say. Some some things I've been wanting to talk about, and I, I just didn't get a chance to, um, things that are happening in the fashion world, the business end of it, which I always find very interesting, um, kind of, uh, you know, things that happen, merges and trades and, and uh, buying of. So this happened actually about a month ago. This was a while back. Uh, Michael, in case you haven't heard, Michael Kors bought Jimmy Choo. So Jimmy Choo, famous for their extravagant, beautiful shoes, high-end designer shoes. Michael Kors has bought them for $1.2 billion. And I think, uh, you know, this is supposedly because uh, sales have been plummeting. First of all, Michael Kors itself, probably both brands, I'm assuming, you know, they're going to help each other. That's one. But let's think about this for a minute because everyone is mostly everyone. I feel like Michael Kors is pretty much a household name now. Um, Every woman I know at least knows of the brand, if not wears it. It's really kind of that middle tier brand, uh, sort of that middle market. And it, it hasn't been doing as well. And I think here's one thing. I mean, first of all, common sense. I think most retailers are struggling right now, especially that middle market. There's really a huge, uh, the increase in sales is very much the lower end and the higher end. So think like, first of all, everybody, let, let me step back. I think everybody's trying to keep up with Amazon. That's what I think. I knew, I knew Bob would like this. <laughs> you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. I think everybody at this point, first of all, mall traffic in, in general has declined. And this is many reasons, but one major reason is online sales, things like Amazon, places like Amazon um, are just completely killing it. So I think everyone is is really like behind the beat, you know, and everyone is trying to catch up. Um, then you have something like Michael Kors, that sort of middle tier brand that's, that's in malls. And um, so I think that's the trouble. Um, and, and if you go a little further, you have to think about this. You've got stores like, let's take, for example, Nordstrom, a brick and mortar, and they've got a great online presence. They've got to keep up with not just the sales, but the delivery and the shipping. And, you know, everyone now is waiving free, you know, the shipping and free returns, which is great, a good incentive. But then if you have a brick and mortar as well, you've got us, it's almost like two separate entities, two separate inventories, two separate businesses, really, because you've got to fulfill those online orders somewhere, right? And you've got to cover the shipping costs. So, I don't know. That's why, well, not why, but one reason I think that Amazon is just killing every retailer that is a brick and mortar, I, I think. Um, not to mention Amazon has got a great and it's getting better and better. I keep seeing uh, the, the, the uh, inventory list, the products, you know, the, the choices. Are getting- and they don't seem to give you a hard time about shipping little, tight, little items. 
No? That, okay. that stuff there where you say going to the mall to get this one little item, you'd feel kind of like I wasted a lot of time doing that. Right. Whereas you go online and, you know, this $5 item, yeah, okay, they'll ship that. And you still get your free shipping. And and it's easy free- and bam. Right. So there's no minimum to oh, – that's a good point. There's yeah. no minimum for shipping. Usually it's you got to spend at least 50 bucks or – Nope. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Because I know there's been a couple of... Uh, if you're a Prime customer. If you're a Prime customer. And if you're not... Is well, I'm not sure. Because immediately I thought Prime made a sense for me, so I went right to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're Prime members as well. Yeah. yeah, which I'm happy about. I didn't even realize the difference until... Uh, we Yeah, we immediately went right to it, and then I thought, oh, there's all these extra perks. Yeah, it makes mm. sense. It's true. I know there were a couple of uh, websites, I wish I could remember what, retailers, that lowered their, uh, was it not, it's not Target, not Walmart, lowered their minimum purchase mm. to stay competitive, mm. you know, for to qualify for free shipping. But I just, it's just interesting that uh, the way that retail is now going and heading, I think everyone is really far behind Amazon, mm. and uh, who would who would have ever thought? I mean, I, again, I once Amazon. I always thought of like okay, a DVD or electronics, or that's what I would go to Amazon for. And now look, we're talking about fashion and Amazon. So interesting. I don't I don't know, but and then another one, another transition that ha- or transaction that has happened was Coach bought Kate Spade for $2.4 billion. So Coach is really, I think, looking to expand their portfolio of brands. Um, Again, everyone trying to keep up with Amazon. And, you know, Amazon has been really doubling down on its own uh, private label business. So Kate Spade is like twice as big as Jimmy Choo? Yes. That's interesting. Yes. just Without even knowing any numbers or facts or figures, just from my experience, I would say yes, absolutely. I definitely see way more Kate Spades than you do Jimmy Choo. I mean, you could find a Kate Spade in, you know, middle America in a mall. You probably wouldn't find Jimmy Choo. That's really high-end designer. So Jimmy Choo price point, just to give you a rough estimate, you're looking at 400. Oh, and and up north north of four hundred, so four hundred probably for like a pair of flats, you know, Oof. and like a yeah, and, and so north of there, so we're up to probably about two three thousand for probably a special edition pair. Kate Spade is a little bit lower. Mm. That's you know that kind of very colorful, poppy, a little bit kitschy, a little bit preppy, um, a little bit more affordable. To me, they're more in line with a Michael Kors price point. So maybe two hundred for a pair of shoes. Maybe even a, you could get them for one hundred and fifty. Um, they obviously also do clothing mm-hmm. and accessories, so they've got more to offer. I think this is a great. My opinion, I like this transaction better. Coach buying Kate Spade. So you know, Coach. That's a well-known brand. They've even rebranded themselves with um, really catching on, capturing that millennial customer with the whole, the past few years, they've kind of reworked their product. And I I love it. I have to say many years, I didn't even look at Kate, I didn't even look at Coach. I thought, "Eh, it's, you know, there's the CCs all over it. I don't, I'm not a big logo girl. And it just wasn't special enough for me. If I was going to spend money, because here's the other thing, it's not cheap. It's not inexpensive. So yeah, it seems like coaches has stepped down in their marketing to get the Kate Spade, whereas Michael Kors stepped up to get the Jimmy Choo. Correct. So there was opposite directions in that sense. Correct. And I feel like they're probably both trying to do the same thing. And the end game is to increase sales. Widen (laughs) widen their markets. Widen their markets and their portfolio of brands for sure. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with these two situations going forward. It'll be interesting by even by Christmas we'll we'll probably see something, you know, some sort of uh 
a benchmark. And uh, it, it will be interesting. But I do like the Coach Kate Spade transaction. Like I said, I've gone back to Coach now that they've rebranded themselves. And they've also done this thing called, oh gosh, what is it called? The Heritage Line. Um, they kind of brought back their a lot of uh, things they've done in the past, designs they've done in the past with bags, and kind of re redesigned them and gave them like a new you know where they look kind of vintage but they're not from back then they're new Hmm. um lots of handbags and shoot they have beautiful coats um so i definitely look at coach now i have uh i do have a bag i do yeah i bought one this this past year last winter um i bought a bag and i thought wow i never thought i would be buying a coach bag but it's just they've turned it around and they've captured like i said they've captured through different things um campaigns and through, like I said, redesigning, they really have captured that millennial customer and brought on, you know, a sort of a younger customer. I feel like it used to be, at least when I was younger, it used to be a little bit older type of customer. I remember older ladies carrying coach bags, you know, and it wasn't like fun and colorful enough for me. So I kind of just said, well, I don't want to coach. And again, if I'm going to spend that amount of money, I'd rather spend a little bit more and get something a little bit more unique and special. So You don't think you may have grown into it? No. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> no, I'm not that old lady. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, because, and again, what I look at what I'm buying or what I have bought. And again, I have one two bags actually two bags from coach but when you look at it it doesn't look like the old version of coach what it used to be or what what you know used to be like with the cc's it actually looks really cool it's i have to say it's cool leather bags Mm. um so no i think that they have whatever they've done has brought me back or brought me in not brought me back i wasn't there to begin with brought me in and um, I do like I do like it a lot. And their stores, too, were kind of revamped the way they look. I've been inside their stores. Um, so anyway, this will be very interesting to see what happens um, with both brands. I'm not much of a Michael Kors shopper. I will say I always look, but it's just not my go-to spot. It's not really um, – I can't say anything bad about it. It's just not my aesthetic. So it'll be curious and interesting to see what happens with them and Jimmy Choo. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where that will go. Will Jimmy Choo get a little become a little bit more affordable, or will it go the other way? I'm I'm not sure. Hmm. Or will Michael Kors try to capture some more of like an upmarket situation? So they'll try and capture that higher price point customer. And again, the trend right now in retail is most people, it's that very high low. Most people are buying H&M, Zara, Topshop, Amazon, lower end, more for- very trendy pieces, very affordable, or they're going designer like Gucci. So that middle market, the mall stores basically, is what's really hurting right now. Of course, I guess a company like, like Michael Kors, they, they could actually buy that Jimmy Choo and then not change it at all and not even incorporate it in their uh, product but that would the company would own both yes. and be able to you know yeah they benefit by that well it's like Nordstrom and the store Jeffries in Manhattan Jeffries has been there for many 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 years in in Manhattan there's i think two locations and many years ago Nordstrom bought Jeffries oh. now not a lot of people know that cuz you wouldn't you wouldn't it's not like they changed the name they mm-hmm. kept the, this name is the same um 
I notice it, of course, because the buy is slightly different. But I was always a Jeffries customer, and I clearly know Nordstrom. I worked there for many years, many, many years ago. So I know the product in both stores, and right. I did see a change. And I do have a very dear friend that works there now, and we've talked about this. We've we've talked about the change in the buy. So if you were a Jeffries customer for, from years ago, you would see a slight, not a big change, but a slight change. And that, you know, but... But Jeffrey himself, who owns it, is also still has his hand. He's not. It's not like he retired and went away. He's still very much involved in you know the whole uh, creative process of it. So, mm-hmm. so you're right. That could happen, but I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it will. I think we'll see a change in one side or the other. So I don't. I, I don't know what their intentions are. But I do feel like it might be to capture some of that. Um, again, most people are buying the, the high-end market. The designer like Gucci and Prada is doing very well. But that's because, in my opinion, again, most people are buying shoes and handbags. So it's pieces, not like your full wardrobe. I don't know anyone, even my best customer, my best client that has you know no budget for clothing, practically. <laughs> She's a very lucky woman. Even she doesn't buy a whole wardrobe of, you know, said designer. It's really mix and match. Everyone shops that way, no matter what your budget is. It just depends on how much. So, okay, so maybe it's once a year you get a really special designer bag that's pretty expensive, and the rest of the year you're shopping at the Zara, the H&M, the Amazon. Or maybe it's, you know, once a season. So, I mean, that's really how people – that's how I shop all the time. I'm like I like to fill in my wardrobe with the inexpensive pieces. And then the expensive pieces are the things that I know that's quote unquote worth it, you know, in my opinion. Mm. So we'll see. It'll be very interesting what to see. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna take a quick break and when we come back, I have Bob's favorite game, my fashion glossary. <laughs> We're going to play. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, so all that hubbub about what's going on in the fashion world. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens. We'll see. And I, trust me, the moment I see anything, I will report back. Or, or see anything physically in the store or the moment I read or hear about anything of numbers-wise happening, um, we, we will see. I'm definitely someone that will be, like, looking for this because I find this very interesting. Um, just curiosity to see. I mean, it, it, it's not really a difficult formula. It's retail. They have to sell stuff, right? At the end of the day, that's what it is. So, um, But how to go about doing that can be obviously a little bit trickier when you're a multi-billion-dollar brand and you're buying another 
brands. So we'll so stay tuned. All right, I have my fashion glossary with me, and Bob's going to play. And I have a couple of words. We're going to see if you know what it is. I'll give you one hint. Some of these words are um, sort of sewing terms. So think sewing. Yeah, think think that way. Uh-oh. Okay, fashion. All right, first word is batwing. Do you know what a batwing is? Not on the little tiny animal. <laughs> well, <laughs> but isn't it kind of shaped like a bat wing? No, maybe not. Yes, but it's it's also something kind of specific. Uh, is this like a collar design? I don't know. You're close. You're very close. Oh, geez. Sleeve. Oh, sleeve. See, you were close. Collar sleeve. Yes, so... Batwing, also called dolman, D-O-L-M-A-N, dolman sleeve. It's sort of a long sleeve cut wide at the shoulder, and then it tapers down to the wrist. So like a batwing, think like a batwing. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So it's, yeah, it's uh, something that's on a shirt or a top. And I have also... There was... Oh, I have this. Okay, I'm going to read this to you because I found this, the the origins of a batwing. So it's a long sleeve cut wide at the shoulder... Um, deep armholes, armholes leads to tapering at the at the uh, wrist, giving a wing-like appearance. So the dolman traces dolman or bat wing traces back to Middle Ages when it was a loose cape-like robe with a sleeve folded from fabric. Uh, it lost its popularity during World War One and Two because of the fabric shortages. It underwent a revival in the in the feminine 1940s before being renamed the Batwing in the 80s when it wowed a lot to Madonna. <laughs> oh. And I thought I like I was like, oh, my opening song is Madonna's Vogue. So I thought that was so appropriate to share with you. So yes. So the, yeah, all right. So second word is I like this one. Actually, didn't know what this one was. Believe it or not, crow's feet, and we're not talking about wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then then I wouldn't know. Yeah, I didn't know this either. I was like, what is this? Crow's feet, triangular stitches made at the end of pockets or darts on a tailored garment, used to kind of reinforce it. So it's like little, you know, like a triangle. I could think of crow's feet by my eyes, yes, <laughs> which is that shape. So it's just reinforcing the pocket. So, so it's a it type does of kind of look like the crow's feet on your eye. Yes, but it's a stitch. It's a stitching. Yeah, it's a stitching uh, thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> okay, this I feel comfortable in saying you're going to know this one, Bob, especially because we were just talking about Jimmy Choo. Oh, Mary Jean. A Mary Jean. Is that a, a, a style of shoe? Yes. Okay. I knew you would know this. Yay. It's a flat normally, right? Uh, it could be It could be a heel, too. Oh, really? Be, yes. Oh, okay. Basically, it's closed toe, and it's got a rounded toe box. It's closed toe, and it has a strap kind of midway across your foot. But, yes, it can be a flat. It can be um, a heel as well. Oh, I, I think it probably that. started as a flat. I'm thinking, mm. like, uniforms, you know, uh, prep school. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking probably Which starts flat. certainly wouldn't be a heel. So a heel could be a ma- modification. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. owned a pair of he- high heel Mary Janes. Oh. So be- basically back in the, when, when was Sex in the City on? 90s? Or gosh, it's so long ago. I think so. There was an episode based around a Manolo Blahnik that was a high heel Mary Jane. And, you know, the, the episode is very cute because she was like, that. I thought, you know, Carrie, the main character says, oh my gosh, I thought this was an urban myth, a high heel Manolo, <laughs> patent leather Manolo Blahnik. And so... 
then that shoe was a real shoe at Manolo Blahnik. I'm sure it's sold out because it was on, you know, this this episode of the show. Um, but I did later have it had a leather pair of high heel, similar, not Manolo Blahnik's. Uh, that wasn't my uh, budget yet, <laughs> um, but I had a similar pair. So, mm. okay, hobble skirt. I actually didn't know this one either. Hobble skirt. Sounds like a skirt that's been hobbled, but I can't figure out how that would what that would mean exactly. Because hobbling is something that is done with horses. Um, when you tie like their first their four legs together to yeah. keep them from moving, if you don't have a place to tie the horse, it's out in the open, yeah, on the range. But you want to keep the horse from leaving where you are. You hobble the legs. Really? Yes. Is that like uh, Thanksgiving, what you do with the turkey legs, you know, when you you, you tie them? I'm I not, guess it could be uh, similar to that. that. Similar? Yeah. I'm not a chef or a cook, obviously, but I just know I've seen people kind of with the the uh, twine, you know, they kind of tie the, the before they put it yeah, in the Yeah, I don't know whether they call it hobbling, but it's a similar I'm sure not. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. it's called something else. Again, clearly I don't cook. <laughs> um, interesting, I didn't know that that was called hobbling yes. with a horse. Yes. Okay. So let's tell, let me tell you what a hobble skirt is. So hobble skirt. It's exactly what the name implies. Make striding down the catwalk or further almost impossible. They first became popular in the early 1910s when the skirt was often ankle le- ankle length, tapering even narrow below the knees, causing its wearer, wearer to hobble. Hmm. This knee-length corset, so it's think like a corset. Oh, my gosh, but around your legs. Knee-length corset might have been restrictive, but it had its moment, and not only did it avoid from ladies' skirts from blowing up in the winds um, and becoming, you know, unbecoming fashion, it was po- it was a popular signature style of the great Parisian designer Paul. P- P- I'm going to mispronounce this. Poirier. I don't. It's P O I. I think that's Poirier. Anyway, that's pretty close. I think. Yeah. Um, so and it's, and it's what. Um What's your name from the Adams Family War? Yes, Morticia. <laughs> Morticia, right? Exactly. Yeah, a hobble skirt. So I didn't know that either. I thought, oh. But it is the same, very similar to what I was uh, picturing, the word hobble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're hobbling a person, not a horse. I also feel like the mermaid-style skirt is a version. I just pictured, imagine my wedding dress, because I was actually kind of walking like Morticia in my wedding dress. <laughs> not that bad, but it was pretty close. Um, I had the mermaid style, so exactly like a mermaid shape. It was fitted all the way down, tapering, and then it kind of flared out. I had a, a, a little train in the back. Um, so my gait was very small that mm-hmm. day. <laughs> until I, I was hobbled, yeah, until I changed. I did have a, a change. Of course, I had a change of wardrobe at my wedding. Um, but my the gown I wore in the ceremony, I was hobbled. <laughs> it was so similar to a mermaid-style skirt, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. You might know this. We've talked about this here on the show. A peplum. What is oh, a peplum? Oh, shoot. You have said that word. Yes. A peplum. Oh, boy. I... No, that one's... I didn't stick with me. Okay. <laughs> peplum. I, th- I feel like you guessed this last time. Mm. It's so from Greek word... Greek word for tunic, actually. It's a skirt-like frill around the bodice... It can be it can be in a top or a skirt, but it's somewhere between you know it's like waist to hip. It usually falls in there. It's a little skirt, like a little ruffle that goes around. So it can be at the bottom of a of a top or at the top of a skirt. 
Oh, I see. A little, it's just, just a little an ruffle. extra piece of material, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a little ruffle that stands out. You know, that f- kind of flows out. So it extends below, be- usually below the waistline. I've, I mean, I've owned both tops and skirts. Actually, a dress that had a peplum. So yeah, just an extra piece of material that kind of extends. Now, here's the thing about the peplum. Last, uh, last two years ago, two years ago, the peplum was kind of uh, more in the forefront of fashion. So. Um, it can be interesting because it can add volume, so where you might not want it. So it was very tricky, mm. but it's pretty. I like the idea of it. It's very f- sort of a feminine little ruffle around your waist or, or hip. Um, but again, you have to be tricky. What I did was, th- that's not an area that I want to add volume, by the way. So I stuck with, I had two tops, two uh, shirts that had the peplum. And it was very fitted, and then the ruffle wasn't too overwhelming. And it worked. It worked because I have more more of a, the hourglass shape. But So the ruffle just felt in the right place, basically. That's where, where what it was. I didn't want it any lower. I didn't want it any higher. There's it a had- show we, we could do sometime about fitment. Because that really is the critical thing to how to look good in any clothing is yes. how well it fits you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fit is fit is everything. That's the yeah. first thing I ask when I meet with a new client. Usually we meet somewhere and uh, sometimes it's in the home, sometimes not. We go through their whole lifestyle, what, you know, what they're looking for. And one of my questions is, do you have a good tailor? It could, you know, it could be the dry cleaner, but it's someone that's reliable that can do. They don't have to do couture stitching, but they've got to be able to do basic hems and tailoring, making darts, and because that really is key. It can turn a fifty dollars suit into a five hundred dollars suit, mm. um, and so on. So I do think I tend. People look at me when I go into stores. They look at me like I'm crazy sometimes. Salespeople. I often, very often, will you must say, "Enjoy that." I know you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I just love it, and I try to be patient because they look at me like what are you thinking i ask for a size bigger and i'll have something on and they'll be looking at me going but that fits you <laughs> and they think i'm one of these crazy people that has like body dysmorphia oh, they, right, right. yeah and they're right away no no that fits you and i go no i understand but i would prefer it to be bigger because i'm going to get it tailored and then they go oh okay they still look at me a little odd but and I'll say to them, trust me, it, it will just look that much better. Mm. I mean, unless it's rare that something off the rack fits me really well. It's very rare. There's always like a need for a little tweak. And I take that into consideration to what the price point is, you know, especially when it's something that's less expensive. So, mm. all right. Last thing is a gusset. And I'll tell you what that is. It's a panel, triangular or diamond shape inserted to help reinforce key points so basically an armpit or a crotch is a gusset oh and uh, by the way do you remember do you ever yeah, hear but gusseting that that term gets used in a lot of construction yes not just in clothing yes construction but do you have you ever heard this saying you'll something about laughing so hard you'll bust a bust a gusset yeah. i've heard that i've never used Earth. it this is where it came from basically like don't split your pants uh-huh. <laughs> i thought that was very interesting yeah. yeah so it could be basically key points to reinforce the fabric, the garment, which which is a gusset. But yes, I know gusseting is a term I've heard before as well. But mm. so you did pretty well. You did pretty yeah. well in my in my game today. Immense, immense. All right, all right. <laughs> Till next time, more fashion glossary. Bob's going to go home and study. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Let's uh, join me next week for more Fashion Friday on fourteen ninety WGCH.
The station you grew up with, 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Terrorist killed in Spain, Trump huddle at Camp David. I'm John Trout. Thursday's van attack in Barcelona, Spain, claimed the lives of at least 13 people. Hours after that attack, another person, presumably a pedestrian, was also killed. A second incident about 70 miles away in Cambrils. Suspected terrorists drove their car into a crowd of people before a shootout with police. Police say all five suspects are dead. I'm John Lawrence reporting. And this just in, several people have been stabbed in the Finnish city of Turku, according to national police. The public is urged to avoid the downtown area. Turku is in Finland.